Welcome to the Phillies Focus Pod. Another good week last week. On today's episode, I will be looking back at the week that was. I will be diving into Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler's last couple starts as they seem to have found their groove. I'll be diving into the best bullpen in baseball, as well as Nick Cassianos and his hot start to the year, in addition to Trey Turner and his not-so-hot start. I will be introducing a new segment at the end of the show, as well as looking ahead at this week's slate of games. So without further ado, let's get this started. Interestingly, Pete Rose used to use a a bat that was manufactured in in Japan, the Mizuno bat. When I was bat boy for the Phillies, and it was oh, really? the hardest wood I had ever touched. All right, all right, all right. So another week and another accurate prediction as far as my previous episode and my looking ahead at the next week. I uh, predicted a four and two week, which is what we had in the books. Um, I was hoping for two out of three versus Seattle and Houston. Um, so very, very good week by the Phillies. Um, started off on Tuesday. We didn't start off so well. Uh, we lost three to five. Bailey Falter, um, went six innings, gave up three runs, two home runs, which has been a big slight on him so far early in the year. He did, uh, allow no walks again, had seven strikeouts. Jared Kelnick, who, uh, is just finally... Uh, playing totally up to his potential in Seattle and then some off to a an amazing start out there. Uh, had a big game on Tuesday. Went three for four with the home run. Um, so Wednesday we got one back. We went down. We won by a score of six to five, but we were down five to two early on. Um, Cassianos had a huge game. It's part of a very big week for him and a very big... Uh, Last 10 or so games I'll get to a little bit later, but uh, Cassianos went 3-4 for four on Wednesday with a home run. Um, the Phillies battled back, uh, chipped away, chipped away, and then finally took the lead in the 8th inning, uh, scoring two runs. They went into the 8th, bottom 8th, down 5-4, to four, uh, took the lead with two runs. Uh, bullpen was huge, uh, part of a, a huge trend for a couple weeks now. They... Uh, pitched five innings, eight strikeouts, no walks, no runs. Um, so that was a really big come-from-behind victory on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday was just a great, great pitching game all around uh, for both teams. We won by a score of one to nothing. Matt Strom uh, had another phenomenal outing. Uh, five, five and a third innings pitched, only gave up two hits, zero walks, which has been... Um, just such a great trend by this team all around, um, other than Taiwan Walker. Uh, everybody's been really minimizing their walks. Um, the bullpen was huge again, three three and two-thirds, only gave up one hit. Um, the Phillies, so the Phillies in total uh, only gave up three hits on the day. I believe their offense only had four hits as well, so only seven hits in the game was uh, traditional pitcher's duel um so really big to get that series victory on thursday as we head headed down to houston uh for the april rematch of last november um 
had a big game on Friday. Pitching showed up again. Uh, we won by three to one. Nola was huge. Second straight really good outing. Uh, third straight really really decent outing. Uh, went six innings three games ago. Seven innings two games ago, and then eight innings on Friday. Only gave up three hits and no walks, which is huge. Um, really should correlate to him finding his footing in terms of uh, minimizing the walks uh, early on that were so crippling for this Phillies team. Um, Castellanos in the first inning, he did get Nola gave up a home run in the first inning, almost gave up two, uh, if not for Nick Castellanos, <clears throat> just totally totally robbing it out of right field uh just an awesome moment he got up there 10 11 feet for that one it's a seven foot wall and he was well extended above the top of the wall reached it right out of the crowd and uh really deked uh the fans the announcers and everyone just kind of sat at the right field wall for a few seconds and uh it looked like he didn't get it and then he jumped up Tossed the ball, stuck his tongue out uh, with some swag. So that was that was awesome to see Castellanos bring that one back, and uh, it was just such a huge momentum uh, shift at that point. Schwarber had a, a big home run on Friday, a monster shot to right field. Um, so awesome victory uh, to win three in a row at that point. Saturday, another same story, another awesome pitching by the Phillies. Zach Wheeler is turning around his season very much as well. He won six innings, uh, three hits just like Nola, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Um, and Cassianos had a, a monster home run to left field. Uh, won that by a score of 6-1. to one. And then Sunday night, a little bit of a letdown, but overall, um, we had already accomplished the goal for the week at this point, so anything else was going to be bonus. Um, Bailey Falter uh, wasn't... Wasn't very good. He, he battled through, uh, but his crutch last night was walks. He uncharacteristically was struggling with command early on. He gave up three walks um, in addition to eight hits and um, gave up all four runs. Uh, we lost by a score of three to four on Sunday night. We only had five hits, the Phillies, uh, to end the week, um, but we still battled in. Try we gave up uh, or weren't able to push through um, the early deficit, and we had too many runners in scoring position that we didn't get home, which ultimately did us in. And uh, so overall, uh, four and two week for the Phillies. We won eight out of our last eleven and ten out of our last fourteen. Um, in addition to winning four straight series in a row. Um, so just awesome resiliency in the month of April to close it out above 500, 15 and 14 after the 0 and 4 start, after the 4 and 9 start, and 5 and 10 start um, to end the season. What would that be? Uh, 10 and 4 uh, to end the month of April. So just really. Showing a lot of character early on. Uh, this is the same team we fell in love with last fall uh, with their ability to persevere through adversity. And it's looking like Bryce Harper um, was scheduled to visit. Uh, Might have already had his visit out in L.A. this morning. It's early Monday afternoon. 
Um, so there is a chance, uh, he's, even if he is cleared, he's not going to play tonight in Los Angeles, Monday night, but um, there is a real possibility that Harper will be in the lineup tomorrow night, which is absolutely insane. And, um, yeah, it's it's so exciting to see that this team was able to do what it what it has been able to do without Trey Turner um, playing good baseball at all, without Ranger Suarez, without uh, with the early struggles in the bullpen and early struggles in the starting rotation, um, a lot of lack of power early on. Um, to persevere through all that and still end the me- month above five hundred while we're actively going to be getting our reinforcements back uh, with Ranger Suarez making his way through his rehab assignments and Bryce Harper any day now coming back in the lineup, there is a lot to look forward to, and it is very exciting. So as I move on to some of today's episode's topics, um, Nola and Wheeler. Talk about a resurgence. Talk about turning around their early season struggles, um, really finding their grooves. Aaron Nolan, his last two games, um, two games ago, went seven innings, only four hits, three runs, uh, but kept his team in the game and started to show signs of, um, you know, shaking off the, the rust from you know, potential hangover from last October and November, as well as adjusting to the pitch clock, which the Phillies pitching, uh, as much as any team that I've witnessed so far, seem to really have a hard transition um, to the new to the new game rules in in terms of um, disengagements and and the pitch clock and everything that we know baseball is implementing this year. The Phillies just were very unprepared. Uh, seemed out of the gates with that um and it really affected nola in some bad innings a lot of his starts could be his rough starts early on were just honing in on that one inning where he ran into trouble and wasn't able to calm himself down adequately to um to shake it off and to and to get through it but he's been a lot better of that lately and then Obviously, I already mentioned Friday night, eight innings, uh, three hits, one run, six strikeouts, no walks. Um, Wheeler, two two games ago, went six innings, uh, three hits, three runs, 11 strikeouts, and that was just that one bad inning. Um, I believe it was the fourth inning of that game where he had a couple walks and a hit batter and some bloop singles. So you, you remove that. Um, that inning from his last two starts, and he's near perfect. And I already mentioned Saturday, six innings, three hits, no runs, seven strikeouts, one walk. Um, so just a huge, uh, huge turnaround to that has been no coincidence to this hot streak that they're on, that we have some stability at the top of our rotation again. It's been really, we our starters have been going deeper into the games, um, Matt Strom has just been unbelievable all season, what he's been able to step in and do. Um, Bailey Falter has been adequate. They still have yet to win a game that he started, but he has kept them in there. He's not been getting a lot of run support. Taiwan Walker has a lot to be desired so far. We'll see if he can get his command issues under control. I haven't delved into the numbers or his history yet to see if... um, if command is a historical problem with him or if that's just something going on early in the season. 
Uh, there were some injury concerns after he left his start early against Seattle this past week, but then turns out uh, the club is saying that it is nothing really going on, and he's starting tonight uh, against the Dodgers. So I, I need to see a lot more from Walker. Um, but aside from that, all of the starters have been very impressive um, either throughout the year or of the last two or three times through the rotation. Um, so they have the third lowest team ERA over the last 14 games in baseball, um, which directly leads me to the bullpen, uh, who is they are absolutely on fire. Uh, the last 14 games, the bullpen ERA is a shocking, and I had to look up to verify this because it just doesn't even sound possible, but in the last 14 games, the bullpen ERA is 0.74. Just incredible. Um, they're coming in and just shutting things down. Alvarado is just continuing his incredible, incredible um, hot streak to start the year. He has now struck out 24 of his 43 batters that he has faced. Um, he's up to five saves now, and just um, he has that blown save, but it's one of those eighth-inning blown saves, The how I mentioned that uh, he, he gave up that lone uh, run that he's given up, that home run to Solar against Miami in the eighth inning. But other than that, he's literally been perfect. 24 strikeouts, zero walks, zero walks by Jose Alvarado, who we can all remember a time not so long ago when that was his biggest weakness. Um, you had to bite your lip whenever he was coming in and just, you know, uh, just cringe. It was it was very uh, hard to watch at sometimes with Alvarado, and now it's one of the most exciting things in baseball at the moment. He is he is the best reliever in baseball this season. And um, it's just absolutely awesome to see how he's been able to to rebound after that home run he gave up to Alvar- or Alvarez in Game 6 last year in Houston. Um, there was a good article that I read by Matt Gelb of The Athletic um, just kind of detailing Alvarado's journey as a human and as a baseball player and his re, uh, the way that he's responded to that home run last year of uh, Jordan Alvarez. And essentially it boils down to he, he threw a good pitch. He threw his best, and it just so happened that it was against um, one of the best hitters on the planet, if, if not the best hitter, honestly, in, in all of baseball. And he just got beat by, uh, by his best that day, and there's nothing really to fault for it. And... How about life is about responding to adversity with a sense of poise and a sense of character. And um, he he's learned a lot from a psychologist when he got demoted in um, in last last June, I believe he got demoted to AAA because he was struggling. And um, he started to do some introspective um, mental healing at that time. And it is. He hasn't revealed the name of the psychologist that he's been working on. He, uh, I believe it, he is from Venezuela, but um, or exactly what has clicked, but it is just clear that he is a different person. Um, so if you subscribe to The Athletic, I do recommend you giving that a read because it really speaks a lot to his character as a, as a, as a human and his journey and, and how he, uh, 
how he has responded to some a lot of hardships in life and uh, really makes you root for him um, even more as a Philly. So he is, he is definitely one of my favorite Phils and seems like he's just as good of a person as he is a pitcher right now, which, which says a lot. Um, so good for him and good for the team for having him. Um, Sir Anthony has really uh, turned his season around since some early goings. I think the first two were pretty rough, but in his last eight, he has nine strikeouts and a, uh, a 1.23 ERA. Um, so yeah, Soto is another one. I don't have his numbers on me, but he has just, ever since that first day, uh, opening day, which that opening weekend, we can just totally write off now as early, early season jitters or whatever you want to call them. But, um, yeah, Soto has been really good, uh, for a long time now. He's still, uh, walking a few batters, but he's, he's definitely cut down on that a lot as well. Um, so this bullpen is really, really uh, exciting right now. It makes you feel like if we if we have a lead at uh, early on and into the mid innings, that we feel pretty good about locking it up, just like uh, back in '08. And um, so yeah, pitching overall a plus in the last few weeks, closing out the month of April. Um, Kind of transitioning, I, I briefly touched based on Castellanos in the past week uh, game recaps, but um, yeah, you could make an argument that he has been the uh, position player MVP of the team so far early on this year. Um, maybe just overall the MVP of the team, uh, particularly lately He in his last 10 games. He's batting 350, has 14 hits in his last 10 games, and four home runs. So the power's coming around, um, and as well as the defense. I, I mentioned his, his game-robbing home run on Friday night, which if you haven't seen it, uh, look it up. You have to look up that highlight if, if by chance you missed the game and didn't catch any highlights because it it's one of the best, uh, really most exciting home run robberies that, that I've seen in a long time, especially for the Phils. Uh, probably the best... Uh, Phillies outfielding uh home run robberies that that I've ever seen um so go go look that up and overall it's uh not just highlights like in the uh he really started to turn around his defense in the playoffs last year we all remember the sliding catches um there was there was the one against the Braves in in late innings of uh game three there was uh there was another one I want to say against the Padres and then also in game one of the World Series uh, in the bottom ninth after after we took the lead. Or in the bottom tenth, I guess it would have been. Um, but yeah, he started to turn around his defense in the playoffs last year and he's really kind of embraced that as we know with Harper coming back, he's not going to be able to, uh, to get days off in right field. So he, he really had to focus in and... Um, yeah, last year he was the second worst right fielder, according to Fangraphs, uh, defensively in all of baseball. And this year so far, he's ranked seventh uh, to overall. So just huge improvement. Um, he looks a lot better. He looks a lot more confident. He's moving 
his routes um, off the bat. He's reading the ball a lot better, and it's correlating to the advanced stats now, too. Um, he has three defensive run saves so far this year. Um, obviously, that home run would be one of them. So he is uh, three runs above average in terms of uh, the average outfielder and how much more runs the Phillies would have given up if you replaced him in right field with an average right fielder. Um, he also is even at outs above average, which last year he was heavily in the minus for all season. Um, so Cassiano's just is all around game. It's everyone's hope so far is has come to fruition in terms of uh, him having a bounce back year. Again, four home runs in the last 10 games. So, um, Good for Castellanos, and yeah, he has been really carrying this offense over this hot stretch. Um, 10 out of the last 14 games are victories, and he has a large part to do with that. Um, a guy who does not have a very large part to do with the Phillies' success so far this year, uh, Trey Turner. Man, what a what a disappointment so far. You keep hearing how historically he is a very trendy player um he ebbs and flows and there are highs and there are lows and um yeah he he started off pretty decent hitting uh for some doubles some triples early on um high average and is just totally fizzled he is in the midst of a a very um negative stretch right now his his last 10 games he's only batting 143 he only has six hits in the last 10 games and only one run scored in 10 games for Trey Turner at the top of our lineup. One run scored. That is um, obviously not going to continue as far as long as he's healthy this year. He'll, he'll turn this around and um, he'll have extremely hot stretches. Um, but my number one thing so far this year, um, you always hear stolen bases stolen bases had one of the fastest runners in the league he only has four stolen bases in the month of april so far you have a guy like uh ronald acuna in um in atlanta who has 13 stolen bases which is just a absolutely insane pace but nonetheless there's really no excuse um i don't really know why they're being why he's being very conservative uh, when he gets on first base. He, even a couple times I've seen with full counts in situations where you traditionally would run um, a lot of uh, a lot of the time, he is just staying put at first base. And um, so I want to see a lot more aggression from him. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but uh, his his. Uh, Aggression at the plate is getting a little bit annoying. There was a a big moment last night in the eighth inning, two on, two outs, uh, Turner's up, and he swung at three straight pitches, two of which were out of the zone, um, and just whiffed through them, uh, which shows a lot about the struggles he's going through right now in terms of... Uh, you know he can't. He couldn't even foul a, a ball off. He he wasn't even foul tipping it or even getting close to making contact. So his timing's off. Um, he must be feeling a little pretty uncomfortable up there. But but take some pitches. Take some pitches at that point. Don't uh, go up there and just hack away. Uh, seems like 
I don't know the actual numbers, but the eye test seems like he swings at almost every first pitch. Just goes up there and swings away. It's like, dude, just calm down a little bit. Just relax and, you know, let the game come to you. Let the pitchers make a mistake so that you can capitalize on it instead of just going up there and swinging away. Especially last night. Oh, I was so annoyed um, when he comes up. In a big moment, um, we had cut it to a one-run game, and uh, he had a he had a really big chance. I I might have the exact detail wrong in terms of it might have been the seventh inning that this happened, but nonetheless, um, still a really big opportunity, and just swung through three straight against. I it was either Mont I think it was Montero because Abreu came in in the eighth inning, but um. Yeah, I want to see more patience at the plate and more aggression on the base pass. Um, kind of invert that mindset um, that he has currently at the plate and put it onto the base pass and vice versa. Um, so again, I'm sure he'll be turning it around, but I am, I don't know. He just seems a little, a little too cocky for me, a little too arrogant. I don't really view him as a... Uh, fitting in with this core group in terms of they're all they all just seem like genuinely good dudes and good guys and then uh Trey Turner just seems a little bit yeah I don't know I don't know what the word is well I'll have to put more thought into that and um let's see I'm trying to give him a chance as a person um but so far his uh his play has been so shitty that he's not making it easy for me um so that kind of transitions to, or segues, I should say, into o- almost an overall team concept. Um, I want to see more aggression on the base pass overall, or in terms of stealing bases. We all know how the season started off with uh, too many runners going, getting thrown out with just terrible base running, but uh, not not necessarily in stolen base opportunities. Um so far this year, we we have 18 stolen bases, which is ranks 18th in the majors. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, w- I want to see more. Uh, obviously, Turner, like I said, Turner has uh, the same amount of stolen bases as, as Real Muto. And Real Muto is a really, really good base runner, as we all know, and had, uh, I think, 22 stolen bases last year. But a guy like Trey Turner, like, there's just no excuse. I, I'm not really understanding it so far. Um, but overall, I think that that is something that could really benefit, um, this team moving forward is trying to steal more bags, especially in, in pivotal moments. Um, a guy like Brandon Marsh, I think, uh, in spite of all his success this year and his speed and his base running, he only has one stolen base this season. Um, Bryson Stott, I think has a couple, maybe three, two or three, but he's another guy that I think, uh, we could we could let loose a little bit, give the green light out there when he gets on first, and um, yeah, obviously guys like Bohm, Schwarber, Cassianos, like they're not guys that are going to be stealing bases, but our uh, our other core group, I want to see more of. Even Sosa, I was wondering about Sosa. I mean, he um he obviously has the ability, I believe, and and the speed, so I'd like to uh really let him loose on the base pass and, and try to steal some bags and steal some runs. Uh, a game like, like last night when we 
only lost by one run in the series closeout um, to Houston. Uh, a couple more stolen bases earlier on in the counts could have got, or earlier on in the innings could have gotten a man over to third, and you know, a, a sacrifice fly could have been the difference into extending that game. So, um, yeah, I'm sure Thompson has his philosophies as to why they have been so conservative on the pass, but I think that that could be. Uh, a very helping move uh, going forward is just giving them the green light, letting them loose a little bit, letting them play. Um, look for guys like Brandon Marsh, Stott, and Turner to all be stealing a lot more than a combined, I think it's seven. They have combined for seven stolen bases in the first 29 games, and um, I'd like to at least double that up uh, in the month of May, so... About that, on uh, June first, I'll I'll look back at the month of May and stolen bases and see let's see if uh, Stott, Marsh, and Turner um, can double their stolen bases for the month of April accumulatively. Um, so yeah, I, I'll I'll update y'all in a month on that one. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm sure you're on the edge of your seat um, while listening, but. Anyway, so I'm going to introduce a new segment today. I kind of uh, inadvertently started this last week, and I thought it'd be a good idea. Um, I'm going to call it Former Philly Focus. Um, so every week I will, or every so often, I will check in around the league on a former Phil- former Philly. Um, maybe not even in the league, maybe in another league somewhere in the world. And uh, just kind of update you on where their career has gone gone, and what their season is up to. So it is time now for former Philly Focus. Um, Today I will be looking in on David Robertson, good guy David Robertson, um, who was a big part in the World Series run last year. I wish wish we would have re-signed him instead of Kimbrell, as I mention on a previous week's episode but um yeah so he unfortunately signed with the Mets and after Edwin Diaz's season ending injury in the World Baseball Classic he's been thrust in to the closing role um and so far uh yeah if Alvarado like I said has been the best reliever in baseball Robertson is not far behind whatsoever um he in 11 games this year, he's gone 11 and a third innings. He has five for five in save opportunities. He has 14 strikeouts to two walks, and he's only given up one run, which is good for a 0.79 ERA. So good for David Robertson. I am happy for him. I am uh, very bummed that it has to be with the Mets. Otherwise, I would be rooting for him much more. Um but I am happy to see his success so far this year, and I um, I just wish it was with the Phils. I wish we still had him, I mean, um, for that contract, uh, which is almost identical, if not one or two mil less than Kimbrel's. I would love to have him here, but we'll kind of check back in later in the year and see if uh, this is just a hot start or if it's something sustainable and um I'd like to see around around the all-star break. Maybe I'll do a check-in and see, compare his numbers to Kimbrel's and see how they're both looking then. Um, So once again, congratulations to David Robertson for his early season success. And that was former Philly Focus. Um, 
so I think that's all I got for this week. Uh, another another week in the books. Another the first month of the year now in the books, and um, just so much to look forward to. Hopefully, um, very 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 soon we will be seeing Bryce Harper take his first at bats of the season in this Phillies lineup. Um, so this week ahead, we got the Dodgers, like I mentioned, the next three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, late games on Monday and Tuesday uh, here on the East Coast, uh, 10 o'clock starts. Um, so I'm not sure how that affects your schedules, if you will be able to watch or not. But I, uh, I for one, have always liked the late games. I remember growing up as a kid. Uh, having that nice excuse to stay up late watching uh, anytime they take their Western trips out to uh, San Diego and San Francisco and um, particularly the Dodgers were always the most fun ones. So another good barometer coming up um, against the Dodgers who have been playing good baseball the last couple weeks. And um, so, yeah, like I said, Monday and Tuesday, the late games Wednesday is a four o'clock start here uh eastern standard time um so that's one you should be able to watch a little bit easier um we have an off day on thursday which is good because it's followed by an off day on monday so that kind of will give the rotation and bullpen and uh position players all a little bit time to catch their breaths after uh, a stretch of 15 days recently without any days off um so off day on thursday and then we got boston come into town uh, it's always fun when the Red Sox are in town. I've I've seen uh, a couple Red Sox games over the past few years, and um, they always seem to to play the Phillies good in Philadelphia. So um, yeah, a tough week against two quality opponents who have similar records to us thus far in the year. Um, Boston's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's go four and two this week. Let's take two out of three from the Dodgers. And two out of three from Boston. Um, no, 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 no. I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real. That's not where my heart and my head are telling me. Um, I'm going to keep it real throughout my predictions. Um, I do see two out of three from Los Angeles. Um, I'm uh, excited about that and hopeful about the prospect of that series. But... Boston, I see taking two out of three from us. So I, so I see uh, a three and three week overall um, to push us to 18 and 17 um, while Harper kind of reintegrates himself into the lineup, hopefully. Um, so that'll do it for today's episode of the Phillies Focus Pod. Um, thank you, as always, for listening. And I look forward to checking back in next week when hopefully we have some Good news on Ranger Suarez, who, side note, uh, did pitch two innings in for the Reading Phillies on Thursday. Uh, gave up like one hit, had a couple strikeouts, no walks, and is scheduled to pitch again tomorrow uh, for Lehigh Valley, their AAA affiliate. So he's inching his way back. He, he shouldn't be following Harper uh, too far behind, which is obviously great news. And, um, yeah, so I'll be checking in. Hopefully uh, we get Harper back this week, and the rest is history in terms of uh, looking ahead to the season. Um, so, again, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you all soon. Go Phillies.